Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Miguel Opelka. <laughs> e Beans. <laughs> I was coughing again. I had to stop for a second. You did, I couldn't even tell. Well, I, I turned my head and turned away. You did good. <laughs> Thank you. You sound great, Mike. You sound much better. I'm almost back, but uh, it's been a weekend of uh, mirth and merriment and all kinds of madness. So I'm happy to be here. And and uh, I don't even know where we're going today. You and I didn't communicate uh, over the weekend and I just left you alone. And and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Really, I literally I am happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here. I am especially happy. You just royal weed me. What does that mean? You know, the royal we, when, when someone, when we are not amused, oh. we say, what you talking about, we are happy to have you here. What's well, just you. You got a mouse in your pocket or something? I do. His name is Chester. Chester, the mouse. Yes. Okay, good. They're training mice now <laughs> and rats to, uh, to, to find landmines and stuff, which is kind of cool, except when they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That might not end well for them. Mousey beats everywhere. Some people eat that anyway. Mouse bits? Yeah. Hey, listen, when you're starving. That's true. I, I, I have a survivalist friend named Creek, and um, he was telling me, we walked through Central Park, and I said, could you live here? You know, if they drop the EMP, can you survive here? I goes, oh, yeah, look at all the food that's here. And he goes, we've eaten squirrel stew forever. It's true. <laughs> people people do that here. I'll never forget. I was at a one of my kids' baseball games, and... There was a couple, like a, two women behind me, and they were literally talking about how their husbands together had scraped up squirrel from the, the back road somewhere, and they had made it for dinner. Mmm, fresh roadkill. If you get it while it's still twitching. It's terrible. I was like, am I really listening to this? Wait, but this is- which, which state has the app for roadkill? So- oh, I don't know. I've heard of that. I, there is an app. It might be like Wyoming or Montana or something like that. They got a roadkill app where you're allowed to go harvest it. The state puts it out there. Yeah, they want you to do it, actually. They want you to. Yeah, because so. it's, it's, um, it's a mess to clean up. You know, they're big and all that stuff. And there was another weird memo I saw about a state where, where you have whales that die on the beach. They have procedures to figure out how many sticks of dynamite to use to blow up the whale. Oh, geez. That's got to be a big mess afterwards, no? That's got to be nasty, too. If it's been out there for dead for a couple of days, yikes. Yikes is right. Ugh. So we are going to talk about what New York State is doing to Giuliani's son, who's running for governor. What, what, is he, what are they doing? I'm unaware. Well, it's actually CBS oh. doing this. Um, there's a debate to be hosted. Between the gubernatorial, I love that word, gubernatorial, uh, gubernatorial candidates in the Republican Party. And Andrew Giuliani is the leading candidate. He's a pretty strong candidate. He's also he's running against Lee Zeldin. Yeah. And he's doing well. He's ahead of Lee Zeldin. But he won't be in the um, in the televised debate live in the studio because he will not show a vaccine passport. Mm. So he's told them to pound sand on that, which I thought was pretty interesting. And that comes from CBS. CBS is the one that said, no, no, Tiki no washi. I might, I don't think I can say that anymore. But um, the, the weird reality here is last night on CBS was that stupid award show. Which yeah, one? The Tony Awards. Oh. The Antoinette Perry Awards. 
were last night and um, CBS was the the channel that played it live. And I'm watching the thing and there's 5,000 people in, in the Radio City Music Hall. I know a lot of people call it Radiosity. It's Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I know. Um, nobody calls it Radiosity. Oh. But uh, there were 5,000 people, packed house, all the, all the hoo-hahs from uh, Broadway were out there, goober smooching and clapping and laughing and yucking up. Not a mask in the place. Well, they were all vaccinated, though? I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering. I doubt it. I, I doubt they had proof that all of them were vaccinated, but it just seems like CBS is a little duplicitous here. I'll, I'll do a I'll do a deep dive on that. Maybe get an answer before the end of the show. I think that uh, Lee Zeldin was actually speaking out against this and saying, you know, if we can't all be in one place, then you know we should find somewhere else to do this. Because, yeah, because it's not it's just not the same if one candidate is is not there in person. Well, I think what they're trying to do is is shut down the strongest candidate because uh, Governor Hokum, as I like to call Governor Hokel, the unelected governor of New York State, would have a tough time against Giuliani. I Even think though, she'd have a tough time against any of them, to be honest. Against a blender. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. So that that's uh, that was a big story that got me because I, I didn't watch the the um, Tony Awards. All I did was see. The Billy Crystal clip, because he he did a funny thing where he had the crowd um, scatting in uh, in Yiddish <laughs> along with him because he was doing like a a Ella Fitzgerald inspired Yiddish scat performance, which it's so very Catskills and so very Billy Crystal. Uh, good for him. But no, I don't. I How how long? How many Broadway shows have you seen in your life on Broadway? Oh, gosh, probably like eight or nine. Okay. And you lived in New York and on Long Skinny Island for a long time, right? Yep. All right. I lived in New York City in Manhattan for 23 years. How many Broadway shows do you think we saw? Well, based on what you're saying, zero. Um, there were four and they were four that we were had to go see because people were in town. And they, oh, we must go to Broadway. Well, you never do stuff like that when you live there. The only reason why I did is because, well, first of all, my dad's uncle was in a pit band for many of the shows. So that was number one. Um, but number two was because of school trips. Oh, I see. I see. If, if anybody wants to know Broadway, yes, it's, it's great theater, but it's also really crowded and really expensive. And it, it's it ain't worth the money, in my opinion. Support local theater. No, it's much different than. Yeah, it's much different. Um, actually, I was on an I was in an off Broadway production at, at St. John's Theater. I believe it was. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything with my voice. I was actually in a debate. It was so it was like a school thing. No, it was after school. It was Occupy Wall Street versus Tea Party when you could actually stand next to these people and have a cogent discussion. Yeah, because you couldn't stand next to them for a couple of reasons. Number one, the smell and the fleas. And number two, they were just insane. Yeah, but th that's what we did. We had a debate with those people. There were a bunch of Occupy people and then a bunch of us Tea Partiers. Actually, you know who I was on stage with on the debate team? <laughs> Pamela Geller. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Pamela Geller, she of the lengthy eyebrows. Yes, and the Muslim disdain. Well, she's rightfully so. I mean, they've tried to kill her or want to kill her. So many, so well, many, you know, said. crazy enough. There's a Taylor Lorenz angle to that. Taylor to Pamela Geller or to the debate to Pamela Geller. 
Oh, this, this has got to be good. I got. I would pay money to see Pamela Geller debate a Taylor Lorenz. So Paler, Pamela Geller has two daughters who were like became in Instagram influencers and like never told anyone who their mom was and likely because constantly their mom was, you know, there were people trying to kill her. So yeah. so they they did their successful thing. They got really successful. And this this really pissed off Taylor Lorenz. So Taylor Lorenz went on a, a crusade against these very successful people to try and take them down. And in the process, announced to the world with unabashedly, with no reservation, that these two were Pamela Geller's daughters. How nice of Taylor. She's- she is the uh, the least pleasant person on the planet right now, I think. Terrible. Just terrible. And did you see her freak out over the weekend about having to fly? Yeah, I put a I put a uh, I put a post up on Truth Social about it because the comments underneath it were equal parts hysterical and equal parts terrifying. It, it, it's so wonderful how people comment. And I, I reserve my ire and anger because I just enjoy with great schadenfreude the takedowns of Taylor Lorenz and how she is she either feeding off of all the people that hate her. Or does she really not understand it? I don't know. I don't know. But she's supposedly in her 50s and you'd never know it. She's in her 50s? I thought they said she was in her 30s. No, 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 no. She never wanted anybody to know her real age. So when she docks libs of TikTok, they went on a quest to find out like who she actually is, what her real age is. And now it's like all over the place that she's in her 50s and it really pisses her off. So they're doing it. I have to find this and promote it. Yeah. Because if... If she claims to be a truth crusader who has been lying about herself for years, that's got to be fun. It's it's a terrible, 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 terrible thing. This woman is terrible. She's just terrible. Can we um, can we play a little game to get out of our 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 anger zone here with Taylor Lorenz? Yeah. And then we're going to have to go into gun anger zone. So go ahead. Okay, good. Um, McDonald's pulled all of its restaurants, its franchises from Russia. You know, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I did. And and one guy bought all of the franchises and he's renaming them, rebranding them. What? Uh, well, I originally thought McPutin's would be good, you know, because, you know, he's the president and everything or uh, McVlad's. But, <laughs> but no, they're just calling it Tasty. It's just called Tasty. And, and so while I started thinking about that, I said, I wonder if they're going to have all Well, you got to rebrand all the food, the you know, the all, all the quarter pounder with cheese, et cetera. So I started thinking about all the McDonald's foods that they have tried to make over the years and foist upon us. And they have tried so many different things that did not work. I want to test you to see if if you can tell whether or not something is real McDonald's past failed food or fake something I made up. Oh, boy. Okay. like I would say, did you know that there are some McDonald's that serve alcohol? You know, there are. I think there's one in Denver. They tried a McTeeny. Real or fake? I have to say real if that's true. Uh, it's not. That's something Mike's weird mind made up. But they, uh, all right, let's try another one. Food, real or fake? Mixed spaghetti. Fake. Real. No. Massive failure. They tried mixed spaghetti, McLasagna, McFettuccine, and McPizza. <sighs> they all failed. And the McPizza failed because it takes 11 minutes to make. So they finally gave that up. All right. All right so you're, you're over one here. Over Technically two. two over two. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, 
Make soup. <laughs> Fake. Real. Oh my god. Failed miserably. All right, you you love the chicken McNuggets, right? Yes. Onion nuggets. Uh, fake. Real. Shut up, Mike. Failed miserably. They had they had little cubes of onion. They breaded and fried and put in the French fry packaging and tried to force about people. People were like, "This is horrible. Just make onion rings, you idiots." All right, you only have a couple more here. Real or fake? McLobster. Gosh, fake. It's real. McLobster? <laughs> yes, they had McLobster, and it 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 worked, but it was too expensive. People finally gave up on it. They said, no, no. They were using real lobster. There was actual lobster. Not like that that imitation crab you get at the grocery store and that salad. It's you actually know, the weird... pretty good. Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. It's scientific stuff. Um, okay, um, you you've had... I'm sure, being a good Catholic girl, you've had a fish fillet, right? Fileo fish from McDonald's. Yeah, no, never had one. They had it was it was bread and fried. Oh, cup. I know what it is. I'm just it's, never. It's still on the menu. Uh, but what about fish McBites? I'm gonna say real, and given what's been going on, this absolutely real, absolutely real. Nothing seems to be out of the realm of possibility with these people. So, all right, how about son of a Mac? That has to be real because they've had tons of those iterations. Well, they had, you know, um, the um, the quarter pounder to all be patty special sauce, less cheese, yada, yada, yada. They tried to make a small version with just one patty and call it son of a Mac. It's actually just a hamburger. <laughs> that they charge you more for. And they've discontinued that because people figured it out. Now, all the rage right now is uh, the vegetable burgers, you know, the stuff made from plants. They're horrible, by the way. Uh, they frustrate both the meatless people and the people who think they're going to be eating healthier. Uh, it's just, it's a, a confluence of bad. Uh, but in the 60s, in the early 60s, McDonald's actually tried the first meatless grilled burger called the McHulu. Why did they call it that? Because it was a thick slice of pineapple grilled with a hunk of cheese on it on a sesame seed bun. I never got the people that put pineapple with cheese. I, I, I pizza or otherwise, I don't. I know it's a it's a problem in our marriage. My wife is um, she's a, a ham and pineapple person, and every time I have to go to the pizzeria and ask them to make a, take a plain slice and put pineapple and ham on it, I get I get stink eye. The only thing that I've ever tried that I think. Outside of the box, anyway, that is absolutely delicious on pizza before I had dietary restriction was bacon. See, I'm, I, I have friends who are so bacon uh, centric. You know, they live and die for bacon. They go to the bacon festival in Ohio every year. It's got thousands of people. There's bacon everything. I, I'm, I'm, I can't care about bacon that much. And I haven't really had bacon in three years. Bacon so is, I made a a weave of bacon one time. A weave like like you did cross hatching on yep. pie instead of dough, you would do bacon and do something. Yeah, I wrapped pork in it and roasted it in the oven. See, that sounds good. That will all that fat will go into the the pork roast and it'll just make it delicious and yummy, and that's good. But I, the last time I really entertained the bacon, remember when Ted Cruz wrapped the barrel of a 
AR-15 with bacon and cook the bacon by firing the AR-15? Don't remember that, but it sounds epic. There's video of it out there. <laughs> Ted Cruz, it was like 20, 2014 or 2016, he wrapped an AR-15 barrel in bacon strips and then fired it until it cooked the bacon. And uh, I was at the blaze at the time. We were like, that can't really work. So I went to the range with my AR-15 and I'll be damned if it doesn't work. Well, make sure, Mike, that you don't ever, ever, ever piss anyone off who could potentially accuse you of something. Otherwise, you'll never be able to use those AR-15s again if the Senate has their way. Well, um, the Senate's not going to restrict the AR-15s, I don't think. But the state of Delaware at the end of last week has four bills that are going through, and one of which will probably force me to sell my AR-15 because you have to prove that you owned it before the ban was put in. That's, I'm not going to be on a list. That's yeah, completely unconstitutional. Yeah, and they believe the law would get over, if it gets passed, it would be overturned, but it's going to require a fight, which could take years. But in the meantime, you are required to comply by filling out a form to the state showing that you bought this AR-15 prior to and have had possession of it prior to the law being enforced. I know. I, it's so infuriating to me. And it's all because Biden has pushed this state, which is the state of Delaware, completely controlled by Democrats, even though it's pretty much split population-wise, but they control the state house and the state Senate and the governorship, and they have two blue senators and, and one blue representative. So we're totally screwed. You know, um, one of the one of the things that got me, there's nothing written on this yet, by the way. So like I'm like, I want to read this and see what the hell they're talking about. There's nothing written. They've just to come to this agreement in principle, I guess, on what they're going to do with this gun legislation bill that they think is the best idea right now. And, you know, the 10 Republicans that are signing on to it, all of them are in off election years so nobody can vote them out. See, I thought they might have been in in purple states and trying to keep their jobs. No, Lindsey Graham signed on to it, for God's sakes. Oh, my God, Lindsey, what are you doing? He's a, he, everybody keeps on saying like, oh, I swear it's he's up in 2026. Depending on where I am in my life at that point in time, I may just step up to run against that man. See, I would bet you good money. I don't think Lindsey runs in 2026. I think he's done. Maybe not. A lot of people are saying that. I think he is. Uh, he's uh, what's the old expression from Queens? Ganda Lagoo. He's Ganda Lagoo. He's out of here. So I'm not I'm not up in arms just yet about this uh, about this gun stuff because I haven't seen what it is. Not that I should think they should be passing anything. But once we see it, we can craft our response uh, appropriately, which is what the NRA said. And I got to respect them for that. I think that's good. You keep your keep your uh, powder dry, the appropriate NRA analogy. And you wait till you see what's actually there, because right now there's nothing there. It's just, oh, we have a framework. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said to one of my friends, I'm like, yeah, watch. There's like more funding for the JFK Center in D.C. in there, too. Like, oh, there'll be all kinds of uh, pork ola in there. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Somebody I, I just I can't I can't take this nonsense. It's I am. I've come to the conclusion that I think they're literally just reporting every single gun incident in the country right now, trying to make it look like we're overrun by crazy mass shootings. Yeah, I know. Um, Apple 
sends my wife news alerts throughout the day and I've tried to get her to turn it off and she keeps saying she did and then it pops up and she I'll walk in the door and she goes, mass shooting, mass shooting. And I said, yeah, okay, where? And she'll tell me, I said, two days ago and it was a gang war. It wasn't anything else. Yeah. 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 You know, while all that's going on, we hear about every single incident with a firearm in this country. We can't get either a mugshot or the arrest video of Paul Pelosi for DUI. They won't release any of it. Now, what was going on? They decided not to charge him and then changed his mind. Was that real? I believe so. I think, well, the first part of no charging was kind of a, a just a not official statement. And then you see Chesa Boudin get voted out and you're like, well, well maybe we should just get a little something, a little slap on the wrist. He's 86. Take his license away. Hmm. You know, but uh, to, to not be allowed to see the body cam footage of the arrest, it must be pretty damn bad. Yeah, he's probably saying, do you know who I am over and over again? That or I, 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 I have I have not been breaking any bucking fear. I, <laughs> I swear to you. You know, um, you know what else we don't hear about at all? What's that? the absolutely putrid safety study that Pfizer used to give to the FDA to let them approve vaccines for six months to five years. Uh, yeah. Why can't we get that data? They've well, they we, immunity. You know, we're not, we're, we've told them, Oh, no one's going to sue you. So give us the damn data. And we laugh. have it. That's the thing. It's even worse than I thought. Oh my God. It's even worse than I thought. So let's go through some in, right. in here. Pfizer's um, submission for children, six months to less than five. Eight cases of severe COVID, okay, in this in this study, quote, six yep. were in the vaccinated group, two in the placebo group. So three times as many people got vaccinated and got severe COVID in this group. Than the unvaccinated. Than the unvaccinated. And of the severe cases, only one required hospitalization, a child who was vaccinated. Do we know what the immunocompromised condition is of any of these kids? Um, I don't know that right now. I don't think that if you're immunocompromised, you can do a safety study because it's for the general public to see if they can tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Well, the general public's full of immunocompromised people. <laughs> Ain't that the truth now, especially. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, they acknowledge there is an increased risk of myo and pericarditis post-vaccination, which they have no long-term outcome data on, but they promise to study it after they get the authorization. Yeah, as soon as the government funds the study. And also, they, um, the, the people in the study were offered, like the people who got the placebo, were offered the actual vaccine after two months and all took it. So there's no control group anymore in the study. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the music here. So the people who were supposed to be not vaccinated had been vaccinated, but they claimed that they weren't vaccinated, so we put them in the placebo group. No, no, no. The study was was blinded, so they didn't know whether or not they got the actual vaccine. The kids, the babies, okay. got the vaccine or not, right? And then two months in, Pfizer came around and said, you were in the placebo, placebo group. Do you want the actual vaccine? And they all said yes. So now there's no more control group in that study. So they invalidated the results after. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, dear God. It's terrible. What they're doing is absolutely terrible. Like, there's so much more to it, but they're like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, FDA is going to recommend this for children six months old. Six months old. You're going to inject 
mRNA into a six-month-old baby to prevent against COVID, which, to be fair, they don't have a problem with anyway. Yeah, the kids aren't affected by it, not the not the um, CDC. The children are not really affected right. by COVID. We know that unless they are severely immunocompromised. Or ill in other ways. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's this whole thing is just criminal, in my opinion. It really is. And then that's what these government, in th- like state governments, use as their basis for mandating these vaccines for kids to go to school. What they can't ban, they mandate. And there have been, um, I think it's something like 81. Now, you know, they've come out with a new condition, right? Um, I'm afraid to ask. It's called SADS, S-A-D-S. It's real. I'm telling you it's real. It's called Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Well, um, this is like the opposite or the the grown-up version of SIDS, which is where kids die in the crib and nobody knows why. Yes, because there are so many adults that are randomly dying or unexpectedly passing away that they've now decided they need some kind of a term for it. So they've decided on SADS, sudden adult death syndrome. Now, tied to that is a question I mean, I've been meaning to ask you about, and I apologize for not preparing you for this question. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. The disturbing photos from... Nurse, not nursing home, funeral home workers and embalmers where they're pulling out these long clots. Yeah. Is that is there any truth to those photos or what they're saying? These these they look like worms, long worms, but they're actually clots that they're finding in the in the uh, in the blood pumping system of dead people. Yeah, that's see. Okay, so. I've not talked about it yet, but it's out there all over the place. Um, There is no reason to believe they're faking the photos and they're saying that that's what they're seeing. And there have been a number of embalmers that have stepped forward and said that this is what they're seeing. So I started researching like how embalming is actually done because it's been several months now that this has been out there. And I'm like, I don't even think they need to do that when they, but they do, especially if there is something blocking their ability to get that fluid in the body. Yeah. And have to pump that formaldehyde in there to to preserve the corpse. And if the pumping is stopped by something, they have to go find what's blocking it. And there are these photos showing what allegedly are gigantic clots that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. And it's it's I'm under, you know, honestly, under the impression that it is actually true. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Speaking of covid, here's your covid seven day update. 109,517 cases as of uh, yesterday compared to 14,400 a year ago. Hmm. So eight to nine times as many cases and deaths. The seven day average is 383 versus 385. Yeah. Yes. That's the same, but the cases are nine to eight to 10 times as high. Yes. And that's just what they're recording, because a lot of people at this point now are not running out to get tested at a facility. They're actually just doing home testing. Well, I took three COVID tests last week because of my voice and my uh, cold and uh, and because the the doc in the box that I went to said that they were going to COVID test me. And that's because they saw dollar signs when I walked in the door. Mm hmm. And they told me, uh, well, most of our cases are now presenting without a fever. Because I'm like, I don't have a fever. Yep. 
I oh no no it's not going to cost you a penny. I said, well, who pays for it? The government. I said, well, who pays the government? And the lady went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. They're funding their operations by COVID testing everyone who walks in the door. Well, you were not. Ne- you were negative, right? Completely negative. And on the two Chinese provided home tests that I took that were sent to me via a priority mail. You took the, those Chinese tests? You yeah, did. I did. You put took, that in your nose? I did. I did. Well, you just put a swab and then you dip it into the water, the liquid, and you drop it on the thing. And the thing, then the 10 minutes later, it goes, yes or no, you're pregnant or not. So, Mike, yeah. have you read what chemicals are on that swab? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Korean one. I still have two of the Korean <laughs> South Korea can't be after a skin. Oh, maybe they can. An- another real, I'm looking for the story because for some reason it's not on my list, even though it should be. But I read a story um, early, early this morning about how the military is losing young, healthy, fit soldiers at a rate like 81 up through, I think, um, um, April. And then they just stopped recording them. And there's no re- there's no cause for any of it. It's just like, oh, it was a cardiac event or, oh, it was this or, oh, it was that. This I, I I hate to talk about this with you because I know that you have gotten this shot three times, but it's a problem, and we're not even close to beginning to peel the onion on what's happening. We're, yeah, when- and I, you know I appreciate the fact that you you're sensitive to the fact that I've gotten the the uh, first two shots and the booster, but I also figure, look, I think this has a more adverse effect on younger people. Than it does on older people. It seems to for it seems to. I've heard countless stories of older people who suddenly have a stroke or a heart problem or cancer or, you know, because it's it's messing with your immune system and it's messing with your blood. And so when you've got all that spike protein wandering throughout your body because your cell basically becomes a spike protein factory at that point then that's where all these problems start to come in. There's also um, a tool, Mike, if you know your batch numbers, they've start what they, the, somebody has done is they've taken the VAERS reports and they've cataloged all of them using the batch number of the vaccine that the person received. And you can actually go to this website, put in your batch numbers and see the correlation of adverse events reporting from your batch to what's been reported in VAERS. How the hell would I know my batch number? It's on your card. On my vaccine card? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I still carry it with me. I'm going to look in my... I don't have, I don't carry a wallet. I carry a big rubber band. And a, and a constitution. And I always have a constitution with me. Okay, let me see. Here it is my... No, I don't carry it with me. It's in the car. I mm. put thing. I was going to wonder what... My, um, I have my concealed carry permit. I have my social security card. I have my... Well, that's it. I got, I got a new driver's license photo that is the worst driver's license <laughs> photo in the history of driver's license photos, and they won't let me retake it. I even asked if I could pay for it. No. They don't care. They take that picture before you're even ready. Well, I think they're waiting for you to look. Oh, how many chins do you have? Mine is, I'm smiling in mine and it happy. Like, I started smiling. You go, no, neutral face. Neutral really? Face. Glasses off, neutral face. See, the, the um, facial detection software doesn't work. If you're smiling. Well, I'm always smiling, so that's good to know. Yeah, so you're okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so sorry to distract you, but I will look for my um, 
my vaccine batch numbers and go to the VAERS site and see if I can find out. No, you go to how bad is my batch? That's a great website. That's like heyjackass.com. <laughs> Do you know heyjackass.com? No. Heyjackass.com tracks all the gunshots and murders in Chicago live every day. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's been up for about five years. And sadly, it keeps getting bigger every year. But how bad is my batch.com? Dot info. Dot info. Yeah. And then you choose what what provider you have and then you can put in the the batch number and it shows you. Um, And, you know, we've just had over the past like week, Justin Bieber, who has facial paralysis from shingles, supposedly, which is known to rear its ugly head when the immune system takes the hit from the shot, because what happens is all these latent viruses that everybody keeps at bay typically will come back to the surface and cause these issues. I know people who have been suffering through things like this personally. Um, and it's, it's they're the way they're summarily ignored is the problem. Well, I saw the Bieber uh, video. Yeah. And when I initially saw it, he had a, a paralysis on half his face. I thought Bell's palsy. Yeah, nope. Because that's what Bell's palsy looks like. Half of your face freezes up and usually it goes away pretty quickly, either quickly or within six months. Usually. But he has canceled concerts because his his face is, it is messed up. And it, so they're saying he has, what, what caused it? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a different virus that is a, because of shingles. Or chickenpox virus. It's not Bell's palsy. I forget the name of it. But the interesting thing is that his young wife, just not even a few months ago, suffered a stroke. See, it's disturbing how many younger people are suffering strokes. And they, they try to make it like it's normal, Mike. Oh, Bieber's got Ramsey Hunt syndrome. That's what it is. Yes. Which is sad. Uh, and he's he just kind of turned his life around in the last couple of years, so... I've never been a believer. Me neither. You don't want anybody to suffer. And and for that, and his wife to have a stroke. Yeah, both of them. Mm, Not good. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to heal. But why all of this migrating to younger demos? Um, I know why. (laughs) Well, you're saying that the spike proteins are are causing or allowing these viruses or these other issues to develop where before our bodies would take care of them naturally. Yeah, because it's not just it's not like a covid infection because they've done studies where they have compared like someone recovered from covid versus someone with the vaccine. The problem with the vaccine is that the the mRNA in the vaccine and all the toxic um, things around it that aren't supposed to be in your body at all, let alone migrate to your very sensitive organs are causing immune reactions. So autoimmune conditions and also the fact that you're you're producing spike protein as though it's supposed to be a part of you throws your body into a tizzy. So the, the, the vaccine instructs your cells, your body to produce spike, spike protein, thereby supposedly inducing a, an immune response to the spike protein, thereby granting you immunity from COVID. Right. The problem is, is that your body does not stop. They know now for at least 60 days out, you're producing spikes. So you're walking around producing the very thing that they told you was so dangerous. Now, I have a buddy who is, um, he's, he's a very successful person and he is, um, he's been against the vaccine from day one. Uh, he's very, uh, wealthy dude. And he sent me an email about how to get 
the vaccine, the mRNA out of your body. Mm -hmm. It's process of consuming and per it's basically a cleanse. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe I should be doing this. Well, it won't hurt you, Mike, to do it. It really won't. Um, and you know, there, there's no, there, they have not come up yet with, does it involve um, a medicine that is supposedly the worst thing ever? Uh, ivermectin, you mean? Yeah. No, I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Ivermectin has been shown to work to help to, um, to get people back to their, their at least as close to normal as possible. And they still don't even know exactly how to do it because again, it's, it's a, it's a program for lack of a better word, that's instructing your cells how to, how to do something that they're not supposed to do. Hmm. Um, now I keep saying this because I really feel it's true. Like is, is there are, there are, the reason why cancer happens, right. Is because your body is unable to keep cell growth in, in check for the most yeah. part. Right. So yeah. they've used this sort of technology in the past to try and stem cancer. So do, do I think that when used all the time that this is bad, you could argue like God's God from from a religious standpoint that you shouldn't be doing this and messing with your your cells and your body this way. So there's that argument. But there's also the argument of everything that some things that could be used for good can also be used for bad. And the way that they've kind of weaponized this to become a vaccine is a problem because now they're not only doing it with covid, Mike. This is how they're talking about now doing flu vaccine and all kinds of other vaccines that they want people to take using mRNA because this was so wildly successful. <laughs> they based their safety study for these kids. They based the efficacy numbers off of the older variants. So you know how people are presenting with covid with no fever now? Yeah. It's because the v- virus has mutated for the most part from what we know to be less lethal and more, you know, more able to spread. Yeah. Um, it's trying to stay alive, but doesn't want to kill everybody because it can't stay alive if it does. Yeah. And so the problem that we're seeing now is that n- nearly all of the people that are being hospitalized with COVID are vaccinated. Well, I, I'm I'm interested in that stat, but I'm also interested when somebody says hospitalized, I want to know how many comorbidities that person had. Oh yeah. That's always important. That, that I think is a even bigger determining factor because if, if we now know that if you have comorbidities and a vaccine that you're more susceptible, then we need to be aware of that because that's a long-term consequence. And we, we always, we always argued that fact. Absolutely. Because it, it matters. But, you know, we're, we're watching. There's doomsday on both sides, right? There's the don't get this vaccine, you'll kill humanity um, if you don't get it. And then there's if you do get it, you're causing this horrible mutation and you're killing your immune system and everything. The world is going to end. And then there's like a happy medium in the middle. And the only thing that's going to answer any of these questions outside of the ones we already know the answers to is time. Yeah. And a few of us don't have as much as the rest of you, <laughs> which is irritating <laughs> at every level. Well, listen, I would I would say if if that regimen that your friend sent you consists of nutraceuticals and clean eating and, and you know, things like that, then I would there's no harm in doing it. Yeah, I, I didn't see any harm. I have to I have to uh, reinstate the thinking on re research it again. And he's a pretty solid guy. His his wife was diagnosed eight or nine years ago with a really bad cancer. And she was told she had a year, a year and a half to live. 
and she's still with us. Yeah, because she did it the right way. Well, she's been doing it totally natural and totally fighting it every single way. She is now, because the battle is is engaged, she's having to use some of the conventional treatments, but she has well surpassed her expiration date from conventional medicine. Which is which is fantastic. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Never look back, so she's a hero. Good for her. I'll yep. pray for her. Her name is Gwen. Pray for her. I will. Hey, what's, the, what's the deal? <laughs> I don't even know how to bring this up. Oh, boy. Why is there a tampon shortage? Oh, because all the men are using them now. I, I don't want to ask where they're going, but I have to ask where they're going. <laughs> well, you know, men can use tampons too, Mike. It's not just for women. Well, uh, I... Why are men using tampons? Because they're women. Okay. So women are using tampons, but why? We haven't increased the supply of women. Yes, We've we, just we increased the supply of people who identify as women. And if you identify as a woman, but you're not physically a woman, you don't have a need for the tamponia. So they, why is there a shortage? Men can have periods too, Mike. No, they can't. <laughs> it's impossible. But so why? They're... If it's the same number, we we have the exact same number of physical females on the planet, percentage-wise, but we've just increased the numbers of those who identify. Why are the tampons in short supply? It doesn't make any sense. Because there is a supply chain issue in this country. But Joe Biden was at the port of, of uh, Los Angeles last week saying that they're they're there's there's a supply chain issue that they fixed that the only problem we have right now is the oil and he wants to he wants to hold those people that are causing the supply chain problems he wants to pop them did you hear him say that he wants to pop them oh please i i what it, uh. yeah uh, president anger management said he wants to pop them i like to pop them they get right in front of you you want to pop them with what are they balloons no, they're like corn pop. He's going to, he's going back to his old problems. He's got a violent streak inside. It's just great. I want to pop him. <laughs> you didn't hear that? No. All right. I, I think I've got it right here. Hang on a second. I have to. I'm sure. I, I was watching this. I'm going, did he just say he wants a pop? Yeah. This happened uh, at the Port of Los Angeles talking about supply chain. You know, I have to admit to you. A lot of us have elected officials have been in office for a while. Too long. Every once in a while, something you learn makes you viscerally angry. Like if you had the person in front of you, you'd want to pop them. So he wants to pop them. You want to pop them right in the... I want to hit him right in the kisser. Pow! People in search of tampons and other period products are finding sparsely stocked store shelves and higher prices. Um, the big picture, Mike. Supply chain issues and historically high inflation have affected all manner of goods, and tampon prices are up roughly 10% from a year ago, while pads have written more than 8% risen, more than 8% during that same period. Contributing to this is an uptick in the cost to make the products material manufacturers need, cotton and plastic, have been in high demand for use in personal protective equipment since the onset of COVID-19. So because they're making so much PPE that's ending up at the bottom of our ocean floors, they can't make tampons anymore. That's what it is. Oh, and so, Russia, Russia. Well, Russia used to now this I this I know from insiders. Russia used to pull all of the feminine hygiene products off the shelf when women would protest and want things like voting rights. So they used to force the women in the old Soviet Union to create their own 
pads and tampons. Well, that's uncomfortable. Because they wouldn't behave. Oh. And so uh, every time I see, well, there's a line for that now, and we're out of this now, I keep thinking, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, we used to see, we used to joke about people in the Soviet Union standing in line for toilet paper. Mm. And now here we are. We're fighting for toilet paper, butt coin, if you will. But and it's just it's just amazing and disgusting where we have come in 15 months under this clown. It's it's really terrible. I have I have. Can I give you one more contradictory uh, statement of Joe Biden or one more lack of truthful statement from Joe Biden from this speech at the port? Absolutely. All right. Here's Joe from last week. Because of the progress, America can tackle inflation from a position of strength, unlike any other country in the world, because every country in the world is getting a big bite and piece of this inflation worse than we are in the vast majority of countries around the world. Not true. So you heard you heard him say that, right? Yeah, it's not true. Yeah. Paris, France, France has uh, under five percent. Switzerland, Austria, you know, they're they're in better shape than we are. Uh, Germany, better shape than we are. Most of Western Europe, uh, better shape than we are. So that's um, he's a lion sack of you know what. That, that ain't true. But the media won't call him out on it. Actually, I think they did on this. On this one? I do. I think they did. Um, I got to find it. I know CBS um, has finally said that, and NBC have finally said the cost of gasoline has gone up. And CBS has been forced to report the polling on the popularity or lack thereof of the president's economic answers. So I think that's starting to get some attention. Um, you know, oh, here we go. This is what I wanted to do real quick. Um, speaking of of all of this crap, this the the committee is doing a live hearing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want since we have like five minutes? Do you want to pop in here and listen to some of it live? Yeah, sure. Just as a, a, a weird here, they marched on the Capitol at his request. And hundreds of them besieged and invaded the building at the heart of our constitutional republic. As one conservative editorial board put it recently, quote, Mr. Trump betrayed his supporters by conning them on January 6th, and he is still doing it. Another conservative editorial board that has long supported President Trump said last week, Donald Trump, quote, won't stop insisting that the 2020, the 2020 was stolen. It was. Even though he has offered no proof oh, please. that that is true. Okay. All right. Which one, Cheney? That was that was Liz Cheney, right? Yeah. And I'm already angry. And it's only been 30 seconds. All right. Um, I, I, I played a clip from after, um, after the primetime hearing the other day. And it was from um, that guy over at MSNBC. Uh, the big, big name, um, Maddow. Oh. And, and um, Maddow, Rachel Maddow said this about the primetime hearing. Just, just a key point that, yes, there was a pro-Trump rally at which the president spoke. And you can we can absolutely talk about all the things the president said there. But the idea that that rally is the thing that got out of hand and that somehow resulted in the breaching of the Capitol, that rally was very far from the Capitol. Yes. And the people who, as you say, did the initial breach that allowed everybody else to come in. They never even went to that rally. And I was cited for um, not playing enough context. Why? That was pretty clear. I thought so. 
Now, maybe she was mocking it. I don't know, but that's Rachel Maddow. And I thought, wow, my God. And Cheney is the one who shortened the clip about Donald Trump's tweet. Remember the tweet she read? Yeah, she's, they've know, done I, that I was, several yeah. times throughout this. They've shortened things and, t- and, and edited things. It's, it looks to me, to be honest, like they're trying to set up a criminal case against President Trump. Oh, that's definitely what they're trying to do. That is because you hear it in the lead up from all of the um, CNN ending. That's what we're calling it. CNN ending because um, they're they're so low in the rating. Oh, they're terrible. From the CNN ending coverage, uh, it looks like they they're all they're pushing for is some kind of criminal case because they know they're going to lose it on the other side. They just don't want uh, Donald Trump back in 2022, 2024. Just to give uh, you circumstances. Just to give you an idea, when the Johnny Depp trial was on, the Law and Crime channel and all the others had millions of people live streaming it. Right now, there are 10,000 people watching this. That's it. Well, they did claim that 20 million people tuned in on uh, Thursday night. However, if you look at how many channels were running it and you do the math, it was insignificant. Now, 37 and a half million people watched Biden's State of the Union address and 20 million people allegedly tuned in for the first night of a thousand lies. So it's just amazing to me. If you add up all of the Nielsen ratings in quotes on this, it doesn't even equal 20 million. Well, I think they're adding in some stream. There's some creative math, fuzzy math. Oh, absolutely. Here we let's let's hop. Hop back in again. I'm just going to go back. This is not. There is no. This is not going to end well. Oh, Mr. Trump decided even before the election that, regardless of the facts and the truth, if he lost the election, he would claim it was rigged. Mr. Trump was right about one thing: it did not end well. On election night, Mr. Trump claimed even before the votes were counted. That his loss was a result of fraud. He didn't know he lost on election night, you douche. Yeah, see, the the total unfairness of the one-sided nature of this is just so front and center, and I hope more people are aware of that. But they're they're going to try and overwhelm with media dominance, and I think that's the danger here. I, I got to tell people we are not done until after the election in November, we have to be aware and awake and we're sprinting a marathon. Yeah. And yeah. It's really important. I, I have the Cheney quote where she left out the ending. If you want to hear it for sure. Donald Trump tweeted, but he did not condemn the attack. Instead, he justified it. These are the things and events that happen. He said, when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Hmm. Now that went on to say, go home in peace and love. Yeah, you can't have that in there. And she cut that off at the end. You she can- left it. How do you do that and sit there and, and actually like... How do you live with yourself, Mike? What you do is you get an attaboy or at a girl in this case from Adam Schiff, who goes, here's what I did. Yeah. When I the phone call and I rewrote the summary, that's exactly what they do. Exactly. Banana Republic. Yeah. And there are a few banana Republicans up there like that lady. Um, can I um, can I shift gears to end with something completely ridiculous in, in the month we used to call June. Absolutely. 
You know, the month we now call Pride. Oh, no, they revoked that in my county. It's but I'm telling you, the media hasn't. Uh, but it's uh, January, February, March, April, May, Pride, July. Yeah, whatever. And so that's where we are right now. Uh, do you ever use the Postmates? No. It's a food delivery service? Nope. Um, they're like uh, Uber Eats, et cetera. Okay. The people that will bring you food to your home. Well, they've decided that they're all in on the Pride, on the month of Pride. And um, they have uh, engaged a uh, proctologist to help them create what they call, quote, the world's first bottom-friendly menu. Oh, God. No. No, 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 no. They, they put out a, a still-frame animation video <sighs> that, that's online. I'll play you the audio. You, it's, it's all animated. There's no real people in this. It's like fruits and vegetables and stuff. And they're all direct, like, if you don't know what top and bottom means in the world of the LGBTQ or SDUV, don't look it up on an office computer. I'm just saying, people. But this is the Postmates um, explanation of their bottom-friendly menu. It's called uh, Eat with Pride. Hold on a second. I think I had my volume down on the, on the uh, video. Here we go. Here we are. This is exciting. So what are you eating this pride? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Aww. Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. Huh? We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system. Uh, we're halfway through, and this is Postmates. They want you to contract with them to get your food delivered. And they're trying to tell people if you eat more water-soluble food, there'll be a cleaner highway for everybody to drive on. For the tops to drive on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you got to hear a little more. All right. A mess of your evening. Speaking of messy, it's a good idea to avoid dairy. I cannot handle lactose right now. Look at it. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. Soluble fibers and protein are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly while feeding your good gut bacteria, which makes sushi a great bottom-friendly option. There's no right or wrong way to bottom, but if you're planning on getting peachy this pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that can keep you feeling good. Are you everyone not hungry anymore? I know I am. What in the ever-living hell is happening to us? This is a company that is telling us that we 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 want to promote one of the most unhealthy practices. Why don't they just say good gut health? Here's it. like uh, good gut health equals good butt health. This guy, it is so insane that I you know you're probably saying, well, how the hell did Mike stumble into this? It's on the Washington Examiner's website. What's the feedback like for these people? Uh, one can't imagine, but you know, they virtue signaled, so they're going to be happy. 
This is this comes a week after Burger King tried that gesture in Austria with the um, the Pride Whopper, where you could either get two tops or two bottom buns. I wish I were kidding. I want to see. Do they have this on their Twitter account? Who oh, the Postmates? Uh, Post, yeah, go to Postmates and uh, scroll back to the uh, June 9th is when it first appeared. Hold on, there might be. There some, it is. I've got uh, it. What a crappy menu! Wow. I know. It's amazing. We have fallen so far down a weird rabbit hole. It's beyond anyone's comprehension. I've never, I never thought I would see so many people defending um, sexual activity in front of children as I did in some of the things that I've been watching. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the whole um, the whole uh, drag queen story hour, which which now New York City schools paid two hundred thousand dollars to put on drag queen story hours. Public schools. I have so many things in my brain that I just don't speak. I know. You sit there and you I, you lose your ability to even, as our millennial friends would say. Yeah. And uh, by the way, stock market crash is trending right now. Well, it is. It's down another 800 points. We're going to be under 30,000 where Joe Biden used to say, oh, I don't judge the stock market. It's down another 829 points today. Good job, Joe. Good job. My 401k, which is now a 301k, is headed to a 201k. It is so depressing. And people people need to get mad. Well, I'm not a stock trader. Well, if you have a 401k, if you have any money invested in a union pension, in anything, this Biden economy is destroying you. It's I know he's forcing the middle class down to the 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 poor class where they will have a dependency on government that's going to lead us to a Soviet Union style dependency on everything, which is what AOC wants. By the way, did you hear her laugh when she was asked about endorsing Joe? No, I didn't hear that. Did she laugh? Um, yeah, well, she was at, she was on uh, with um, Charger Banks, Dana Bash on, on the CNN Sunday thing. And she was asking, hey, if uh, Joe Biden runs, are you going to endorse him? Are you going to give him the thumbs up, Ski? And um, she couldn't control herself. Um, here, you got to go, because Dana actually goes back to trying to say, that didn't sound like an endorsement. Here, check this out. Before we go, I just want to ask uh, about President Biden. He is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? You know, if the president chooses uh, to run again in 2024, I mean, first of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now uh, and preserving a majority this year in 2022. So we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, but I think if if the president has a vision and that's something certainly we're all willing to entertain and examine when the when the time comes. That's not a yes. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we should endorse when we get to it. But I I, I believe that the president has been doing a very good job uh, so far. And, um, you know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's, it's, we'll take a look at it. Okay, <laughs> but right now we need to focus on winning a majority instead of a presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> she kamala it. Not really. Even poor. She was a very bad Kamala there. Terrible. But if somebody asks you if the leader of your party is going to run again, would you endorse him? Of course. But I think we need to do this job first. You know, you just, of course, yes, because I'm part of the party. But no, she couldn't even do that. That's astounding. I don't, and you're not going to get any majority, lady. Sorry. 
there won't be any majority for you. I'm hoping she's out. I, you know, I looked at, um, I was watching the, the, um, Alaska primary over the weekend. They had a jungle primary like California has, yeah. where, you know, no parties. You got like 40 million people running pretty much everybody in Alaska who, who doesn't have a DUI was running. Uh, Sarah Palin handily was the top vote getter, got a plurality, not a majority, <laughs> but she beat, she beat Santa Claus. Oh, that's good. There was someone named Santa Claus among the 40 plus candidates. Well, at least someone, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, at this point, I think it might be good to have Santa Claus run and win. Well, I think a lot of Democrats think that Washington is where Santa Claus lives and hands out free <laughs> shit. Uh, but so if Sarah Palin is to win and the government uh, ends up in the control in the House and the Senate of the Republicans, uh, see, I'm one of those people who doesn't believe that Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker. Sarah Palin could be the Speaker of the House, no? I mean, anybody could be. I don't think they'd pick Sarah Palin before they went to a Jordan or somebody like that. Yeah, I would love a Jim Jordan. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's an opportunity that we will see coming up in November where the top four candidates are running. There's two, two Republicans, one Independent, and I believe one Democrat that will be running for that seat in um in Alaska, the seat, by the way, the guy who passed away in February. Yeah. Do you know that, um, what's his name? Chuck Todd, his show tried to book the dead guy. <laughs> they, they actually, this is so good. This is, they posted the, the email request. Donald Young is the late, the late, uh, representative Donald Young of Alaska passed away several months ago. Chuck Todd's office emailed to say, we'd like to have Donald Young, Representative Young, on the show. And Young's office wrote back saying, uh, we don't think we can help you because he's dead. He's dead. But if anything changes, we'll get right back to you. They're terrible. They're so terrible. I just love that. I love the fact that they A, responded and B, basically said, you dolts. <laughs> um. I, the one thing we didn't touch on today that I think we will probably touch on on Wednesday yes. is this new report that Google, um, this engineer. Oh. Is, yeah. Oh, my God. The Has no one seen any of the Terminator movies? I know. Have, have you have you guys not seen the Terminator movie? Did That's you read the happen. did you read the conversation? Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I think this guy's going to end up in a shallow grave somewhere. So this guy was a tester, an engineer who was testing out their their AI um, yeah. hive mind, basically, for lack of a better word, and has come to the conclusion that now this machine is sentient and has a consciousness of some kind and can actually feel emotion. And has because Google ignored him and said basically he was crazy, he leaked the entire conversation that he had with this thing out to the public. Epic. And now he's on the discipline couch. He's been suspended. With pay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you caught me breathe, breathing in the wrong way. Yeah, he's getting paid. Me, meanwhile, the guy who retweeted the joke about all women are, yeah, all he, women are bi, he's getting no pay. Bipolar or bisexual, one of the two. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's funny. It was a clever joke. And he's got no pay for a month. But this guy who leaked... The, the company secrets, and I'm using air quotes with my fingers, he's getting paid. He's getting paid to sit at home. So Well, at least he's got a friendly robot talking to him. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't want him to screw her over. So, you know, very important. 
I'll put the links down below, but we'll get into it a little bit more Wednesday. And I think anything else you got anything else, Mike? Yeah, one more thing, because today might be the day the Supreme Court drops the decision about Roe v. Wade. Okay. And over the weekend, thank God, there were no deadly uh, attacks on Supreme Court justices. But Christopher Coons, who is my senator, one of my senators, <clears throat> and somebody I know, and he's a good human being. It's just wrong politically. He was on Fox News Sunday and was asked about the uh, protest outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Now, that's a federal law that protects the justice. You're not allowed to do that. But we don't have an attorney general that looks at the law and says, yeah, enforce it. But this conversation has something pretty interesting and two interesting things here. Senator Coons, would you like to talk to the class, please? <laughs> My Twitter froze. Hold on. Brett Bear is trying to say something. And now it's not doing Hold on. Maybe you'll. That's okay. You can fix it in post, right? Um, maybe. Or I can just leave it in here. And everybody can enjoy it with us. Just embarrass me. I love it. Hold on one second. <laughs> I'm rebooting the Christopher Coons quote. Here he is. Senator, we're getting ready for this, this ruling. And it's going to be controversial no matter what happens. If it matches the draft, leaked draft opinion or not. There is this, this law on the books. I'm, I'm just asking, should they follow the law? Should the attorney general say, yes, arrest those people before something happens? Well, Brad, I think uh, if the leaked version of the opinion is matched by uh, what would be a remarkable act of uh, judicial activism, conservative judicial um, activism, uh, there will be understandable anger uh, across the nation. Uh, as an elected official, I've certainly had protests uh, out front of my house. Um, now, two things. Completely avoided the question. But he also said, if people are angry, we will understand. Yeah, because they're angry, that's justification for them to break the law and maybe uh, inflict violence There's on people? only the law on one side. Right. But then Chris Coons, if you've ever seen him, he is the most boring guy in the world. I, you know, I like the guy as a person. His daughter was in my wife's theater productions. He's really a nice man. He's just wrong politically. But there's never been a protest outside his house. I live in Wilmington, Delaware. Chris Coons is a Wilmingtonian. He's not a good man then. He's a liar. If, he's not telling the truth here. If anybody protested outside Chris Coons's house, I would have heard about it. Somebody farts too loudly in this town. There's a story about it. He's a liar. And so he's not a good. You have to revise your, your characterization of him because he's fooled you. He's one of them. And he's a liar. And he has no integrity. And he's encouraging what may end up being something deadly. And breaking the law all at the same time. So no. God forbid a Supreme Court justice is killed. There, there. Do you first of all? Do you think Chuck Schumer will hesitate for a second to rubber stamp the next nominee? No, of course not. It's almost like they want it to happen. Uh, it's terrifying. It's really irritating. And they need it to happen before November. Yeah, they really do. It's it's sad. I I didn't mean to bring us down. Or bring us into a, a, a crazy place at the end. But I, that that irritated me. Uh, justifying anger, justifying violence because somebody got anger. Well, there were a lot of really angry people on no January 6th. Yeah, but for what, 87 minutes or 187 minutes? Is that what the total thing is? They're, they're now rotting away in solitary confinement for trespassing charges. So spare me, douchebag. Not you, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm sure you've used that term. Never, never. Before. Anyway. Never. So we'll do this again Wednesday? Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with 
opelka and beans you can find <laughs> you can find us every monday wednesday and friday at 2 30 eastern time on TuneIn, stitcher apple itunes google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, spotify and radioinfluence.com we'll be back wednesday god willing yes I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.